Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining us on the Exit Your Way Roundtable live stream edition. With me today, I've got Pete Alexander. How are you doing today, Pete? Damon, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, yes. It's awesome to get you on here because it's always so much fun talking with you about stress relief because it's uh, it's something that's sorely needed. I mean, we first of all, we went through the pandemic and uh, we're still going through that. It was like an extended stay. It's like the guest that never wants to leave your house, you know? Yep. Um, they kind of stay off to themselves, but they're always there. It's just... Sort of like uh, my former mother-in-law, except uh, she she didn't stay off to her side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But then we turn around, and now you know, with us on the west coast here, you and I being in the northwest, we we've got this smoke. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just talking about before we got on. It's like the, the this is nothing that many people have ever seen before. No, um, no. And it's it's it, you know if we we hear about the fog and the the wet climate of the Pacific uh, Northwest and <laughs> people, if they saw it, they'd think this is what it is because it's mostly just this whitish gray and it actually is smoke primarily all on the, on the, you know, on, on the ground level. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy because it looks like clouds, but you can tell it's not because a, it smells bad, B your throat hurts and, and it looks funny. Just yep. look Exactly. And it's interesting too, because, I see people who are walking or jogging outside oh. and you know, the, 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 the physical benefit that you're getting from that is far, far less than the, the, the damage that you're doing to your lungs, inhaling those crappy particles. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt in that, you know, and the, the, uh, the masks that are already in short supply, the, the N95s mm-hmm. that you need for that are uh, even harder to find now. And, and uh, we were, we were actually uh, kind of, uh, I call it glamping. We, we were in a yurt this last weekend mm-hmm. and, and there were some people that were staying down there that, that were with, not with us, but in the adjacent campsites. And they had to wear, keep their masks on the whole weekend Ugh. after they had bad asthma and stuff. And, and uh, so, yeah, it is, a, it is a challenge for people. That's for sure. Yeah. So awesome to get you on today. Now you, you, you teach people and help people to deal with stress and you got some really neat, um, quick exercises to help really reduce stress levels in people and those kind of things. But let's back up a bit. Let's talk about, you know, what, let's talk a little about your background and, and really kind of march our way forward to today and, and, and how you got here. Sure. Well, um, stress and I <laughs> have had a long relationship together. It goes back yeah. to when I was a kid. Um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. Uh, the, the low lights, I guess you would say, um, my parents had nine marriages, seven divorces, one widowing. And even to, to just show about how the dysfunction worked, I have one blood sister, si- sibling, who is the product of my parents' first marriage. Then they got divorced. Then they got married again. And they had me in their second marriage. And then they got divorced. So my sister and I are 100% blood siblings, but from two yeah. different marriages. So haven't been able to find anybody else to, that can say that. And, you know, the, the dysfunction that was going on in the um, uh, as a kid um, really forced me to actually be an adult faster than I, you know, I should have been as a kid. Uh, yeah. somebody, somebody had to be an adult in the household. And so there was a lot of stress involved with that. And then as a uh, an adult, you know, when we take on all the new pressures that happen with our careers, with our families, as parents, um, all those things ended up happening. And then um, when in my mid-40s, back in 2008, I um, 
I had a perfect storm of stressful activities, which included my dad dying and his uh, affairs having to be taken care of, my mom having major surgery, and she didn't have uh, the enough insurance to take care of the physical therapy, so she needed help. Yeah, you know, running running a, a business, having two small kids. Uh, you, oh, yeah. By the way, my marriage collapsing, and you know, and and heading for a divorce, and I ended up getting stress induced diabetes. The crazy thing is, though, and there's no one in my family that has diabetes other than one cousin. Nobody else has it. And the crazy thing is, is that when I got the diagnosis, did I listen to my body about what stress was doing to it? No. Instead, what I did was I continued like we all do that are hard drivers, burning the candle at both ends for another 10 years. And then I ended up... 10 years later in the emergency room, one hour from being comatose with a severe case of diabetic ketoacidosis, which you know what that is, but for anyone tuning in, that basically meant my body was eating itself alive because of my stress. And the nuts about that is, so I got transferred for the very first time in my life to ICU. I had been in the emergency room for sports-related injuries and stuff, but never in ICU. And I had to have an extended stay in ICU to recover. And on my second day of in ICU, I remember at about 6 a.m., I get a text from, I I was working for a, a med device company. And my boss at the time texts me and says, you have a webinar you need to run at eight o'clock. What are you going to do about it? And all of a sudden, you know, I grab my phone and I start trying to reschedule this thing. And the nurse on step, uh, in, you know, that was taking care of me at that time, she comes over and they were taking my blood sugars every half an hour. And she takes my blood uh, uh, readings and my blood sugars when I had been admitted to the hospital were so high that the medical grade uh, glucometers couldn't read it. It just said high, meaning that it was at least eight to 10 times higher than normal. Oh, and man. By, by, the, by the second day that I was in the hospital, it, they'd come down uh, more into uh, you know more reasonable numbers. Well, all of a sudden, trying to take care of that webinar, rescheduling that webinar, it was like a 90-degree angle, and it shot straight back up. And the nurse says to me, you realize that's what put you in this hospital bed in the first place. And that was my epiphany moment. I realized I can't keep doing this to myself because I'm trading my health for my career and other responsibilities. And that is a really, really bad trade. If, if, if I continue to do this, I'm not going to be around much longer. And, you know, you can't mess around with that. I mean, there's only so much that our, uh, that our bodies can deal with and our, our mental state can deal with when, when we continue to put other things ahead of taking care of ourselves mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Because, you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about you, the, you being in that situation. And, and I'm thinking about you getting that call and feeling, feeling that I feel the stress from you. So you used to run businesses and in, in high stress situations. And, and I know those kind of calls. It's like, you know, you you get that pit of your stomach feeling and it's, Oh God, I got to take care of this right now, no matter what. And, and, yep. And, you know, you can, if you don't understand or don't figure out ways to do that, that's where you see these people dying at 40 years old from a heart attack or even younger. And, and uh, you know, and, and I've mentioned it before with us that, that, you know, when I was 30, what was it, 32, 33 years old, I was in the hospital uh, mm-hmm. and not, I went to, I was able to walk in and see, and I didn't have a heart attack, but I felt, felt the the pressure on the chest, like I was having a heart attack. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a time in there when, when you do have to do, like you said, if you want to live for the long term, figure out what the hell you're going to change. Cause otherwise, as the nurse was telling you, you're going to die. You're going to die. Right. And the thing is, is that we have to think about, you know, when we continue to put our health to the side, the fact of the matter is, you know, 
we can all think about a time where we were really sick and chances are all we felt like doing was lying in bed. Yeah. And when you're like that, you are no good to anybody. You're no good to your spouse. You're no good to your business. You're no good to your kids, nothing. And so if you put it in that kind of, uh, you know, if you put yourself in that place, your health is critical. Absolutely yeah. critical. And, you know, I, I uh, typically uh, every day, my wife and I, we have a gratitude exercise that we do in the evening to finish up uh, uh, our day. And it's, you know, we ask each other, what are we grateful for? And I always start out my gratitude with I'm grateful for my health because all else is secondary. And it yeah. really is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and someone, I forget who said it to me here in the past couple of months was talking about money. And they said, you know, as you get older, money matters less and health matters more. Yes. And pretty soon the money doesn't make any difference. And all it is is your health. Right. It's a switch that happens in your life, you know, and, you you know, I feel the clock ticking. You know, I feel the clock ticking in that in that whole thing, too. And you go. Okay, listen, where, where does it really make sense? And when you're 20, 30, 40 years old, you're younger and you don't feel that clock like that ticking and you don't really make that connection with health and money. Absolutely. And, it, and I think that's, you know, we, we the, the hard drivers, as you said, we're, we're in it to make the money and, and to, to, you know, provide or whatever the, our, our objectives are there for doing that. But we are really trading our health for, for that money in a lot of situations. Absolutely. Early in my career, I worked for a company uh, that would align a person's or an employee's personal values with their current position with the intent that if you align personal values with what the responsibilities of the role is, the employee will be happier, more productive, more loyal, et cetera. And what was interesting is, is that when I did that program and got certified to teach that program back when I was in my, what was I, mid to late 20s then, um, mm-hmm. health wasn't even on my list. It wasn't even on my list. And I can tell yeah. you after yeah. after what happened to me in 2018, I can guarantee you that health is number one, no matter what area of my life I'm talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got Ron Craig here saying hello. Ron, hello there. Good, Good to, to have you. you, Ron. Good to see you, Ron. Maybe, Ron, if you're feeling a little stress here, we're going to get you in because <laughs> that's a good time to say we're going to go into a little stress relief exercise here. Yeah. Professor, lead us into one of these. Show us sure. what you do. So one of the, my favorite ones is a simple visualization exercise. So if... Um, and before we do any of the activities we're going to be doing uh, uh, during this broadcast, what I ask everybody to do is turn off your Slack, turn off your email, turn off your phone um, prompts, because if you get distracted, the activity won't do you any good. So, yeah. and it only, and these these activities only take a couple minutes, one to two minutes. So yeah. it's worth it if, if to to do this. So the first one is a visualization exercise, and what I'd like you to do is just close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I want you to think about a place that you like to go to relax. That might be something like the beach might be a park, it might be a lake, it could be your backyard, it could be the spa, wherever it is, just go there in your mind and take in all of your senses. What do you feel? Do you feel the sun on your face? Do you feel the sand or the grass under your feet? And what do you smell? Do you smell the fresh air? Maybe the lotion from the spa? What do you hear? Do you hear the wind blowing through the trees? Maybe the water splashing on the shore? And what do you see? Do you see the blue sky? Maybe the green of the trees or the grass? Whatever it is, 
Take all of your senses in and then take another deep breath. And open your eyes. Simple visualization exercise. There we go. There we go. That was good. That was good. The, yeah. So uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so, you know, a lot of people know about deep breathing and deep breathing is wonderful stress reducer, but if you add to it going to, let's say your happy place, yeah. it has a compound benefit and allows you to really ground yourself and help you help you just, you know, take a moment for yourself and then go on with whatever you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. It's, uh, it's amazing. So what were we, what were we in that? All of, you know, maybe two minutes, not even just a little over a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And, And you go, okay. Even from the beginning, just like you said, closing your eyes and taking a deep breath, Mm-hmm. It's good. But then when you visualize where you're at and I was feeling the sun and I was smelling the smells and you forget about what else, what else is going on there. So absolutely. It, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Ron just put, there's Ron's comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. So, so I hope Ron that you're not saying okay that when I said what do you smell? I hope you don't smell the trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't forget to take out the trash tonight. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's great, that's great. Well, we got Joseph Stepke stopped by too. Joseph, Hello, Joe. <laughs> Joseph, I just gotta tell you that when we were doing the visualization techniques that. I think you may have seen Pete do before. This was what Ron heard. I'm putting it up there again. <laughs> Don't forget to take out the trash tonight. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So that's good, good, uh, good fun. But that, that is, I mean, this is practical. I mean, this, these exercises are practical. These are sitting at your desk. You just got slammed with something that, that came up unexpectedly. And you're like, okay, I got to bring myself. Uh, back down to uh, a reasonable level here and then move on with my day. This is really helpful. So yeah, um, I was, because the thing about that, and I'm glad you brought it up, Damon, it's all about our mindset because what we have to realize is that most of our stress these days is mental stress. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't realize is that most of our mental stress is self-induced. We do it to ourselves. So we might think that, oh, my God, my boss did this, uh, or, oh, my God, my wife, spouse, kid, whoever did that. Well, it's all about our reaction to it and how we respond to that. And we can choose how we respond and whether or not we're going to stress ourselves out or not. It really is a mindset. Well, and that's so true. And and just I and for people listening, just thinking about things like, oh, I've got something that came up, but I've got to deal with it tomorrow. So mm-hmm. how much myself personally, it's horrible. I have mm-hmm. to I have to play that down in my mind. Otherwise, I'll spool myself up for these. And they can be fairly significant issues. But the thing is, is that in my own personal life, and I think a lot of us do this, is that we spool those things up in our mind. And, and when you come to that and you go and you go through the situations, it's really not that bad. Uh-huh, yeah, it, uh-huh. it, could be a, it could be a pretty bad situation. But when we double the intensity of it in our mind before we get there, we're running ourselves through all that unnecessary stress. Right. And it's it's hard not to, but it's very beneficial if you can figure it out going, I know I'm going to be able to take care. I will, you know, hit hit it as it comes and we're just going to work through it rather than than going, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, this could be the end, whatever you want to what you know, whatever you can think. And you can think the very worst of it. Absolutely. What what you're talking about, uh, you know, most of our self-induced stress has some component of fear in it. Uh, yeah. Fear. Fear is by far and away the most powerful negative emotion. and if you the fear also stands for there's an acronym that it's it stands for which is fictional evidence appearing real 
Yeah. Repeat that again. Fictional evidence appearing real. And we, again, we're doing it to ourselves. We're building up, building up, building up, building this up. And instead, if we take the mindset that something that's coming up, as you say, something that's coming up tomorrow that we're fearful that we're not going to do well, or how are we going to possibly be able to complete it, et cetera. I love to you know, ask the question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Because yes. when you take that question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? It opens up the world of possibilities because instead of being in this fear mode, you're in this creative mode. And it's it like it's very freeing. And yeah. it, 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 it's amazing how the energy level within us changes because of that. Yeah. The um, future is stress. Thinking too much. Yeah. Yep. About what's on your plate. Just think about one thing and leave the plate in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. right. Well, it is, it is, it's, it's kind of like, I, I also take that as try not to multitask because it has been clearly shown that multitasking does not work. It actually adds to your stress because a, when you've got multiple things on your plate that you're trying to do at the same time, you're far more likely to create uh, cause uh, errors in it or mistakes in it. But then when you create those mistakes, guess what? You got to spend more time going back and fixing those mistakes. So yeah. it is if whenever possible, it's always better to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. Yep. I, I think I want you to come to my house and do a little seminar on multitasking. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I've got someone in my house that thinks that they're a great multitasker and that's something really to be proud of. And uh, um, yeah. Well, women are better at it than men, that's for sure. But it's proven with both men and women that it is much it's not as effective as people think. Uh, it, 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 you know, unfortunately, in a business setting, think about when you're in a, uh, let's say, in a, you know, back in the the conference room kind of uh, days before COVID, where you're all sitting around at the table at a at a group meeting. The people that are sitting there on their laptops and their phone is out, and they're oh, they're checking all these things while also trying to pay attention to whatever's being talked about in the meeting. It they're doing that because they feel like obligated to do that when in reality they're doing themselves a disservice by yeah. not concentrating on what's going on in the meeting. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yep. The, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's just, it is, it is. And you're right. People think that looking and being super busy or looking super busy or showing others that they're super busy is beneficial but that stress that that causes trying to juggle the other the other balls or whatever you're trying to do is not worth it and if you can focus in and get it one task done or like like ira likes to say block scheduling he's the, mm -hmm. the block scheduling guy which i think works works well is you you get something done and move to the next thing and get something done and move to the next thing because right. like you said the the multitasking has proven not to work and it takes minutes, minutes in and minutes out to get done with something mm -hmm. and get back into something. And, and you, you waste a lot of time doing that. Yeah. It's uh, it's been actually shown because you brought that up. Um, let's say if you have five tasks that you got to get done and you work on all five or trying to do all five at the same time, what's going to happen is uh, approximately 80% of your time is going to be wasted doing that, you know, winding down from one task, winding up from the other task. And so if you think about that, that means that there's only 20% of your time that's actually focused on those five tasks, which yeah. guess what means that each individual task gets 4% of your time. So, yeah. and the rest of the time is wasted switching from one to the other in your mind. So it is, it's really ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. It's it it is it is interesting, and and I know you know you see these corporate environments where where you come into these meetings, like you said. And I, let's just step back to that a little bit. I mean, you go into a meeting ten years ago, and maybe just because I'm, I'm old and sentimental, we didn't have the computers that came in with us. We didn't have the cell phones that right. came in. Oh, 20 years, whatever you want to call it. Twenty back years, yeah, twenty years for sure. Certain point to where we weren't we weren't doing this like we are now where we've mm -hmm. got all the distractions, right? Right. So 
the one thing that that I've seen that helps reduce stress, and and it was funny, we 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 were watching a movie here last night at our house called Social Dilemma, and they were talking about. I don't know if you haven't seen it, man. Go out. It's on Netflix. It's a movie. Dilemma. It, it's it's amazing. It talks about social media, which we're on right here, a ton of it. And but one of the things they talk about is is the stress and eliminating or turning off every notification on your phone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And even to the point of I turn my ringer off a lot of times now, because if you these people are in and you see them, you see them, they've got the, the dinger or whatever it is, or it's buzzing in their pocket. And that just, oh, I got to check what that is. I got to check uh-huh. what that is. And you never really get to sit in a meeting and, and listen to someone that's that's trying to convey something to you because you're feeling that or you're trying to type something else, an email that just came in or something, this multitasking stuff. And it's really not productive for anyone. Absolutely. It's 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 critical for all of us, whether you're young, middle aged, older, to detox from technology when you get whenever you can get a chance. Because if you think about it, if you are checking your messages in the evenings, on the weekend, on your vacation from work, you effectively don't stop working. And when you don't stop working, you don't give your mind or your body the opportunity to recharge. And it's a really simple one. I mean, mean, we've all been there, let's say pre-COVID, where we were at a, a, a restaurant and you can see the people who are at the table and they're not even communicating. They're just sitting there on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I always thought to myself, well, wait a minute, why are you out to dinner? Why don't you just get the takeout? <laughs> you know, because you're not experiencing the ambiance of the restaurant. And worse case, you know, as, as you're talking about when the when the phone uh, buzzes with a text or an email or a phone call, we're not present with the person that we're having dinner with. Yes. And it is amazing when I have done this and I've recommended this to others, when you turn off your phone and you ask the other person or people who are you're having dinner with or lunch with to turn off their phone as well, how much more present you will be with that other person or people. And it's a much more enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, it, cause What's the other thing that it does when you respond to a message from your phone? What you're doing is you're telling that other person that whatever that message is, is more important than them. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And it's, um, yes, yes. I tell you, the, the, the uh, going back again to turning off the notifications, though, man, that is a freeing experience. I, I, find, myself, I find myself going, Where's my phone at? And not like not like minutes. I mean, like this can be hours, mm-hmm. hours during mm-hmm. the day on the weekend. My phone, it's more than likely playing music on a speaker somewhere. Is that you know what I'm doing? I'm streaming to a speaker somewhere in the house, and I may never pick it up for uh, hours. And that is mm-hmm. so, just so good yep. to just let go of that damn thing for a while, and and not be not be bound by it. It's, you know, the easiest way to do that is, you know, because let's say you go to dinner and somebody says, oh, well, what was the name of that, you know, movie or, or actor or actress? Oh, let me, you know, you have the phone off. Let's turn on the phone and everything. But if you leave the phone in your car, you know, out of sight, so nobody doesn't wants to break into your car, but you know, somewhere out of sight, you're not going to go out to your car to get that answer. So and then you just get that perfect experience of being present. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 cool. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. So Ron makes a comment here and I don't know who Uncle G is. Look at Uncle G shows. Everyone picks of him sleeping on top of his limo. His limo in front of his plane, but showing off, but also showing relaxing and good life. Not busy. Sure. If that's what if that's what Uncle G does to relax, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's the don't know who that is, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've I you know, I've I've done things where uh, you know, I have I, I'm fortunate to live basically in a forest, and so I, I just show so- my the green trees, 
you know, yeah. it's just, uh, it, it's what, you know, green is a wonderful stress reducer. It's the, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it's a very calming color. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate while we only live what 20 miles away from each other, 30 miles away from them like that. But, <laughs> but the park by my place too, is that old huge old, not old growth trees, but huge growth trees in there. Mm -hmm. And just walking into a trail and standing in there, and looking at the trees and looking around and listening to the leaves and stuff for just a couple minutes, even if you don't walk very far and walk back into the house is a huge re relief. It's amazing. Just even getting out, you know, for a walk around the block, it's, I mean, yeah. it really is beneficial. There's yeah. just everything, you know, 99% of what we can do doesn't take very long to, to, to help de-stress ourselves. It really, yeah. it's, you just have to be mindful of it. Yeah. Well, you know, Pete, I think it's a good time. Let's let let's test one of these stress exercises here. Let's okay. So we so we talked about about this one. This one's a fun one because a lot of people don't realize this. We stress about decisions or the lack of making a decision. So if you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I, I need to make a decision about this or that, one of the ways that you can uh, uh, really reduce your stress is to tap into your unconscious mind for the right answer. So our conscious mind is 5% of our brain and it's our inner critic, it's our control freak, etc. But our unconscious, which is our the other 95% of our brain where you know our memories are stored, our habits are formed, our perception of the world is, that's where real change happens. And we have an ability to tap into our unconscious mind simply by asking yes or no questions. And so what you do is you get out, you know, a simple um, uh, pendulum, you know, yep. of some sort. So it could be any kind of a jewelry that you have that has some sort of weight on the bottom of it. And what you do is you first calibrate it and you ask it, you know, pendulum, show me yes. And so... It's starting to go around right now, back and forth, as you can see this. Yeah. And then I say, I, I go ahead and I stop it. And I say, pendulum, show me no. And it is starting to, it's hard to see it on the camera, but on mine, it's going in a circle. Okay. And I, I can't, so that's no. So sideways is yes, and circle is no. And I can say then a yes or no question that preferably is on uh, asking it a question that has got a time uh, time bound. Yeah. So maybe something like uh, pendulum, should I get, should I get a dog this year? And so let's see what it says. And guess what? It's saying no. And I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing this to, you know, this is not something where I'm saying, okay, I'm going to move my arm a certain way. What it's doing is it's tapping into what the right answer is for you, what feels right to you. Yeah. So if, you know, if we all have, have these situations with friends, with family, simple things like, oh, gosh, I got, you know, I got asked to do an activity that I don't want to do. Uh, I don't really want to do, but I don't want to say yes or no, but I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if I, what I should do. You can ask this as long as it's a yes or no question you can ask the pendulum and the pendulum will show you what the right answer is for you based on your unconscious and your unconscious is truly yourself. So um, it's a fun one to, 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 uh, to, to, to try and everybody has something in their, in, in, you know, in their jewelry box or, you know, something at home that they could use to as a pendulum for this. Now, I would not use this if you're thinking, oh, should I buy this business? <laughs> yes or no? Yeah, yeah. Should I should oh I buy this house? You know, a huge, um, you can use it, but I would not, until you get comfortable with the process, I wouldn't, I wouldn't utilize it for, uh, for a big decision. Get, use it for easier decisions. You know, where, where, you know, should I go to this place for dinner or get takeout from this place or that place? You know, that, that kind of, those kind of questions to start with. And then as you get more comfortable with it, you can ask it more and more difficult questions. But the bottom line is when we have a decision that is congruent with our, own feelings and who we are, 
yeah. the stress the stress goes down because we make that decision. Well, and that's what I it's, it it kind of rings to me is whether you realize it or not, when the pendulum is swinging there, your your subconscious mind or or I'm not using the right term, but your so that part of your mind is showing you what the right decision is based on exactly. you. Exactly. And that's really cool. And and like and like Ron says here, he could use it to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could. You can choose to take out the trash tonight or tomorrow. You know, yeah. that's, but it has to be a yes or no question. If it yes, says no, then don't take the trash out. Yep. Or it say, there you can say, should I ask my wife to do that? <laughs> I would not go that route. <laughs> but you may. <laughs> so, but it is cool. I mean, the, the, the exercise is cool. We've done it before. It, 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 it is really allowing your your inner mind to help you decide and, and make the 5% realize what you really should be doing. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's it's our conscious that, as I said, is a control freak. So that's what always is trying to control things. But I've had people who say, well, I'm not really in touch or my my unconscious doesn't really do anything for me. And then I, I, I say, well, you know, have you ever gotten behind the wheel of a car and driven from point A to point B and had absolutely no <laughs> recollection of that drive? Yeah. And everybody's done that. Guess what? That's your unconscious driving. Yeah. It's your autopilot knows exactly what to do. If something happens, you're, you know, it'll respond, you know, putting on the brakes, you know, passing something, whatever it is, but we've all done it. And that is because it's tapping into your memories of how to drive a car, how it knows what to do. Yeah. And that's a, that's a scary one there, but that's, it's, it's a good thing that to, to really though, as we back a little bit and get where we are now is, is we, we create a lot of this stress. Uh We create a lot of this ourselves. And, and these, these little exercises that we're talking about today and some of the others that, that you teach, and and we'll go into that a little bit more, you know, really kind of stop our brain and allow us to reset and move forward again. Because as I was talking about a bit ago, you know, we all spool ourselves up and, and get all anxious, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, to drive that stress all up and just bring it back down again is what I feel your exercises do and let us proceed on from there. Exactly. And, you know, with this thing, this this pandemic that we've been uh, dealing with, as well as, you know, if you think about all the things that have been going, going on with the riots and with the fires that we talked about, and a lot of people are stressed about the election coming up. Um, those things are all stressors involved. And one of the things that we should all, you know, uh, from a mindset standpoint, think about is as humans, when we're faced with a stressful situation, what happens is we tend to stress about all aspects of that situation, both what we can control and what we can't control. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is um, it usually works out about 50% of what we're stressing about is not in our control. 50% is within our control. And if we try and do in our mind, or you could even write it down, you know, on a, on a piece of paper, you know, two lists, the list of what we can control. So let's take, let's take COVID, for example. We can't control the government response to it. We can't control how the economy goes because of it. We can't even control the next person, uh, person closest to us wearing a mask, right? We, We have no control over that. Yeah. To stress over that and continue to stress over that is wasted energy that can be so better applied if you think about what you can control, your mindset about what's going on, um, the fact that you can wear a mask yourself, uh, you yeah. can avoid going in certain places where you think that it might be problematic from uh, you know an exposure standpoint, um, focusing on things that work for you in terms of um, taking care of yourself. Those are all things that are within your control and things that you can affect change. And if you 
try and instead of splitting your 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 mindset 50% on what you can control and 50% on what you can't control if you just put aside what you can't control and focus as much attention on what you can control and what you can affect change, your stress is going to go way, way down because when we feel like we're in control, when we feel like we can affect change, that's when we're true to ourselves and our stress goes down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. It's a great point is because, you know, there are so many things that are out of our control and those are going to, that, that's going to happen the way it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 yeah, I'm not going into politics. That's just such a, such a can of worms. But, you know, we, mm -hmm. we can't control what's going to happen in a lot of these cases. And, and to get worked up beyond, beyond what's reasonable about it and cause ourselves uh, undue stress. I mean, we, we live, as, as you said, we're in a pandemic time now. We're the fires, the riots, all this stuff. There's so much stuff that's causing undue stress on, on all of us right now. The more that we can use techniques like this, focus on what we can control. And then the other thing that I think that, that you know, we hear a lot of, and I think the, the, the group that, that, that we, we're involved in with a lot is, is just being nice to people. Yes. Hell, just be nice to people. Absolutely. One thing, you know, and 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 on the other side of that is, it takes a hell of a lot more energy to get upset at somebody or get into or just not be nice and all that, and it makes you feel bad. And it's just a lot. Even if someone is negative towards you, I mean, if you can just go, okay, I don't understand what situation they're in that has like that, but I don't have to respond negatively, and mm -hmm. I don't have to feel the stress from them respond at the because. Mm -hmm. You can take that two ways. You can take it as, oh, man, it's a, it's a personal attack on me. Or you can say, well, maybe there's something going on in their life that is causing mm -hmm. them to have a really yeah. tough situation much more than I am. And, okay, whatever, you know, get it, get in, get in. Well, and it used to be when there was traffic in Seattle, you know, the whole thing was honking horns at everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, all right, if you're in that big hurry, you know, otherwise you can get really angry and we can get yeah. into a road rage incident and somebody can shoot somebody. Or we can just say, if you really need to go there, go there and have a good time right. with it. You know, right. and that's so much easier. You just, just those two things that I was just talking about. I get stressful thinking about the road rage thing. And I think about the other one. It's like, yeah, go ahead. That, there's no stress in that. You know? uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Exactly. Yeah, you know? it's, it, it's, it's all mindset. It's all my yeah. 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 You know, so there's, there's a lot of things we can do and, and it's uh, just, it's so good talking with you because it, you, um, you exude this. I don't know if you realize that, but you, this calm that you have and, and your voice, the tone of your voice and everything, it really helps, helps people. It helps me. I know uh, being around you and, one of the things that you do that's pretty amazing is your your winning at business and life podcast. I mean, how many episodes have you done on that thing now? Well, let's see. Uh, I just published today the hundred and fifty hundred and fifty fifth episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, and I've got to meet a lot of great people. It's 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 fun, and you know that they they basically come on, they shine for seven minutes and share something business insight that they have that uh, that others of us can learn from. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a podcast. So if people aren't listening to the Winning at Business and Life podcast, it's on LinkedIn. And mm -hmm. are you on YouTube with that as well, or just LinkedIn? I am. YouTube, okay. uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, okay. pod, you know, so it's Android. Yeah, so it's pretty well uh, distributed. And um, yeah, right. so it's it's a good, you know, it, it's, uh, we had uh, uh, this, this uh, morning's one that I published, it was it was Sherry Fink, who's, who's the president of Whimsical World uh, Children's Books. And yeah. she's got a great business and talks about, you know, what she uh, what she finds about being able to set boundaries, you know, it's it's yeah. and that's that's a wonderful stress reliever, actually, because when we learn to say no to things, yeah, we open up the door to say yes to things we prefer to do. Yeah, that is, so. that is, that is a great lesson right there. Um, it is it is. Uh, definitely learning to say no. There's some yeses you have to obviously do, but there's some that we do out of habit or out of 
you know, whatever. That's not healthy for us, but that's a good point. It is. Good point. So to, to take us out of here, we've got a few more minutes to go, but I'd like to do one more exercise before we go so we can come out of this thing ready to go. Sure. Wow. Let's do one more exercise, Pete. Okay. So we've all been there where we either are worried about, let's say, a presentation and we're about to go on stage or on Zoom or wherever it happens to be, or we have to have that difficult conversation with someone. And we're starting either way, we're getting anxious about it and we're getting stressed out. So what I like to do for that activity is I like to use a uh, technique called Hakalau, which is a light meditation that comes from the Hawaiian uh, 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 culture. And it's suited for calming you before a stressful event. And what you do is you simply pick a spot on the wall, wherever you are, that's a stationary spot. And what you do is, you know, you start focusing on it, preferably something that's above eye level if you're sitting or standing, something that's uh, above eye level. And as you stare at that spot, you just let your mind go loose and you focus all of your attention on that spot. And notice that within a matter of moments, your vision begins to spread out and you see more in the peripheral than you do in the central part of your vision. Yeah. And now pay attention to the peripheral. In fact, pay more attention to the peripheral than the central part of your vision. And you stay in that state for as long as you feel comfortable and notice how it feels. Yeah. And once you're done, you close your eyes, open them, and come back into the room. And you'll notice that you're more calm, more aware of your surroundings, and better prepared to take on that perceived stressful event. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good one. That's a good one. I think of, you know, I, I've been involved with baseball at different levels for a lot of mm -hmm. time. Think about the batters when the batters come up to the batter's bots or when the pitcher is getting ready to pitch the ball because it's such a one-on-one -on -one sport at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this, this one comes to me. Like I, I think of the players like Ichiro or somebody like that, where they would focus out into the outfield at one spot before they were getting up there to do this because that, that is, and you know, or pitching the same thing you're looking where the ball is going to go you're just sitting there going this is where the ball is going to go you really don't even know pitchers don't they they kind of know how the ball is going to go there but the the changes are so minute or golf the golfers the same way they, the changes are so minute in the club head angle and blah 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 that gets it to a different spot that you really have to just adjust as you said your subconscious to allow your body to do what it's going to do rather than think okay. about what you're going to do and I think this exercise is something that would really help in those situations. I think so too. And it's, you're right. It's our conscious mind that, you know, is in the protection mode of thinking, Oh, don't screw up. Don't screw up. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. happens? What happens when you start thinking, don't screw up? What's going to happen? Yeah. You yeah. screw yeah. up. <laughs> it probably happens. Exactly. So. Well, you know, it's funny, as we were talking a while ago here about the uh, about the undue stress and, and spooling yourself up on making things bigger than they really are and issues and the stress that that causes. But I, I didn't mention it then. But, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy part of our lives is is huge in these in these things. And and we really the calming effect at least get your mind neutral about it rather than I'm, I'm, Oh, I'm not going to ever make it through this situation or, or, you know, on the other hand, I can't fail at it, but at least it gets you from the self-fulfilling prophecy to the negative, hopefully mm -hmm. by doing that stuff. Absolutely. So. Because it, it, you know, it's all about energy. And if we're negative and we are um, sending out negative energy or to those people yeah. around us, we're going to attract back negative energy. Yeah. So if we send out positive energy, we are going to attract back positive energy. So it's, it's up to us again. It's our mindset. What do we want in our lives? Do we want the negative? Do we want the positive? Yeah. Our choice. That's, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, we've got, Ron's got one more, one more comment here that makes us think is, and oh, good deal. So he must have liked, he must have liked Hakalau. 
<laughs> mind is loose. That's good. That's good. So, so, so basically, when Ron hits the uh, cybersecurity issue and stuff, he's got to look at a stationary spot and focus on his peripheral vision before taking on that that cybersecurity yeah. issue. And he'll be ready to go. Then that's right. But yeah, that's the it's it's uh, these exercises, and I've always been amazed at them. Are, are so easy for people to do. And we were talking about a little bit more. You're you're planning on allowing people to do this at a, 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 a easy way to do this by doing some things online, right? Can you mm -hmm. explain a little bit about that before we before we get out of here? Yeah, um, I'm currently working on a online uh, platform where it's going to be actually a um, reducing your stress in one to two minutes a day through gamification. So yeah. in other words, uh, you'll be able to try out you know, just something and basically score yourself on this and you'll be competing against other people who are doing it for fun. But with the bottom line of creating a habit over 30 days where you're able to reduce your stress, because that's the key. The reason I, I, I have all these techniques that take one to two minutes at a time is because, you know, we're all, we're so, you know, uh, time starved in many cases. And if you focus on like one activity a day that becomes a habit over time, one to two minutes of stress relief every day will have an enormous benefit over time for you. It truly will, but you got to get started. And that's, you know, that's the intent of, uh, of what I'm working on. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. So if people want to reach out to you, I know they can reach out to you on LinkedIn. It's mm -hmm. Professor Pete Alexander on LinkedIn. Correct. And then your website is? Is PeteAlexander.com. PeteAlexander.com. And they should be checking out the winning at Business and Life podcast. Mm -hmm. That's another thing they should be doing. And you're going to be coming out with your online gamified stress reduction, daily stress reduction stuff. Man, that's going to be that's going to be awesome. I'm I'm waiting for that. I'm excited. Yeah. So. It should be fun. It should be fun. It's it's the the, the platform's tailor made for for these techniques. Oh, oh, great. Well, with us today, we've got uh, Pete Alexander stress relief coach. Awesome dude. Connect with him on LinkedIn. And uh, just thanks a lot for being here, Pete. Damon, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and an honor as always to to to, to be in your network and, and to be your friend. And thanks everybody for, uh, for listening in, you know, Ron, Joe, and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll be back. All right.